You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and as promised, we're going to be starting our dive into the LCQ and looking at what lists are there. But first, let's head into our first segment. List building with Joe. And I'll tell you, after spending so much time prepping on a single list for Worlds, um, I sat down with a buddy of mine at lunch, actually Mason, um, one of the uh, afternoons of that we were at Worlds, and we came up with a bunch of lists. And these are, uh, I don't know how competitive they are, but they just seem like fun lists to fly. So we're going to start with the Rebel Alliance, and uh, I call this one Rebel Outing. And we start off with Fen Rao in the Fang Fighter with Outmaneuver and Ion Torpedoes. Tycho Kelchu in the A-Wing with Outmaneuver, Composure, Composure, and Jamming Beam. Your four-point ship of choice, in this case we chose Jack Porkins with Advanced Proton, Torpedo, R5-D8, and Unstable Sublight Engines. Keo Vinzi with Elusive and Concussion Missiles, and Ezra Bridger with K2SO. And... The whole idea here is you've got two dedicated objective runners in um, in Keo and Ezra. Then you have a damage dealer in your four-point chip. So Jack, you could also do Colby if you wanted to. Um, and then you have your flankers, which are Finrau and Tycho, Um kind of hitting both sides. And the idea is they're both fast enough that whichever um, ships your your opponent goes after, the one can duck away and the other can uh, charge in and really making use of that outmaneuver. So anyway, that's the idea. I think it'll be a fun list to fly. I'm definitely going to try it the next time that I'm out. And it's one of two lists that I put together You'll have to wait till next week for the next one. All right, let's head into the next segment. AMG Rules Forum. We're slowly making our way to the end of the Rules Forum, but uh, we're not quite there yet. So let's start our first question this week with, what do gray items in the points document min- documents mean? OP. In the points document and ban list, there are several items that are gray. Does that mean something special? Answer. Items highlighted in gray represent new additions to the document. Next question. Death Trooper interactions with other cards. OP. I'm looking at interactions with Death Troopers in Perial Crew, which states, During the activation phase, enemy ships at range 0-1 to cannot remove stress tokens. I performed a search on these forums and the reference document on the AMG website. As far as I can see, there are a few cards referencing stress that are replacement effects that have the words noted in the rules reference would and instead, such as Seventh Sister Imperial Crew, which reads, if an enemy ship at range 0 to 1 would gain a stress token, you may spend one force to have it gain a jam, one jam, or tractor token instead. Where the effect 
being replaced is considered to have never happened. In Seven Sisters' case, the stress never has happened because of the replacement with Jam Tractor, so the Death Troopers cannot force a ship to hold their stress. However, the following are those that I'm still not sure follow under the replacement effect ruling due to timing of effect choices. Aftab app bar, resistant pilot. After you execute a red basic maneuver or perform your red action, if you have exactly one stress token, you may gain one strain token to remove that stress. Anakin Skywalker, Republic pilot. After you fully execute a maneuver, if there is an enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1 or in your bullseye, you may spend one force to remove one stress token. Jack Porkins, Rebel Pilot. After you receive a stress token, you may roll one attack die to remove it. On a hit result, suffer one damage. Nine Numb. Resistance Pilot. After you gain a stress token, if there is an enemy ship in your front arc at range 0 to 1, you may remove that stress token. Volandas, Separatist Pilot. After you fully execute a red maneuver, you may choose an enemy ship at range 1. The chosen ship gains one strain token, and you may remove one stress token. Harrison Dula, Rebel Crew. You can execute red maneuvers even while stressed. After you fully execute a red maneuver, if you have three or more stress tokens, remove one stress and suffer one damage. I'm seeking clarification to how these would be ruled. From what I see, the following looks to me, to be correct if they are stuck in the Death Trooper's effective range. Anakin, Volan, and Hera would not be able to remove their stress in, as gaining stress happens as part of fully executing a maneuver, so they would already have gained the stress prior to being able to have the option to remove it. In addition to this, if they cannot lose stress, I am uncertain that Volan Das can pass a strain to the opponent because he cannot lose stress as a part of the ability. It is in the same sentence. To me it reads it reads as if it must both occur as part of the effect. Aftab is a little unusual. I think that when he performs a red action he must pay the cost of gaining one stress prior to performing the action meaning that he cannot remove the stress as he gained it before completing the action and getting the opportunity to lose it. If it is, it is not fully clear as to what is meant by after you execute a red basic maneuver, because it lacks the word fully in front of execute, but I feel 99% like this falls into the same boat as above. Porkins in 9. I think that as they are not specified as being, re as specified to be replacing the stress, with the would instead keywords, they should keep the stress too, though I'm not sure of this because of possible timing issues. Thank you in advance. All right. Answer. Assuming all conditions are met, e.g. that the enemy is at range 0 to 1 of the ship with death troopers, they are unable to remove their stress tokens and thus are unable to use any ability which would allow stress tokens to be removed. For example, Anakin, Jack, and Nine. Volan is slightly different in that part of their ability is may remove, which means optionally. As a result, Volan is still able to give out the strain token to an enemy ship. However, they would be unable to remove the stress token as part of the ability because the cannot will ride the may condition. Aftab cannot use their pilot ability if they are at range 0 to 1 of the ship with death troopers. 
at the time it would trigger because the ship can only pay costs if the effect can be resolved. And since you are unable to remove the stress tokens, it means the effect cannot be resolved. Thus, you cannot gain the strain token. Okay, that was all really, really uh, long-winded, but essentially uh, the cannot of the death troopers overrules a lot. The one thing that uh, most people miss is this is only during the activation phase. So if you have stress removal prior to the activation phase or stress removal in the engagement phase, anything like that, death death troopers uh, don't take effect. All right, next question. Seismic charge versus ablative plating. OP, can ablative plating plating prevent damage from a seismic bomb detonating an obstacle? Answer, yes, ablative Ablative plating can prevent the damage from an obstacle that was select the selected target for the seismic charge bomb. Next question. R2-D2 Republic Astromech versus Electro Chaff Cloud. Hello there. I've just played a game with my friend and met a problem. I used the ability of R2-D2 Republic Astromech trying to remove a piece of Electro Chaff Cloud with a fuse marker on it. Then my friend and I found it unclear to resolve the effect. The ability of R2-D2, Republic Astromech, says after you activate, you may spend one charge and gain one deplete token to repair one damage card, recover one shield, or remove one device at range 0 to 1. The Electro Chaff Cloud is a device and an obstacle according to the rules reference. We've reached the agreement that the piece of the Electro Chaff Cloud is a valid target for R2-T2's ability to remove. However, how a fuse marker would interact with it made us confused. The rules reference says, a device or obstacle is fused while it has at least one fuse marker. When a fused device would detonate, one fused marker is removed from that device instead and the device does not detonate. When the fused obstacle would be removed, one fuse marker is removed from that that obstacle from that obstacle instead and that obstacle is not removed. From my friend's point of view, the electrotraffic Cloud is a device and therefore cannot be removed by R2-D2. When it is going to be removed, since it is an obstacle, the fuse marker on it should be removed instead of it. From my point of view, R2-D2 is targeting a piece of electro chaff cloud in range as the device, as a device but not an obstacle, which it is incapable to target to remove and therefore the fuse marker would not work while removing a device. Which interpretation is correct? When R2-D2, Republic Astromech, is trying to remove a piece of electro chaff cloud with a fuse marker on it, should the piece be removed or the fuse marker be removed? Answer. Yes, R2-D2 can be used to remove a fuse token from electro chaff cloud. An update will be made to the rules reference guidance to better, fi- to better clarify this in the future. Next one. Grappling struts and ionized. OP. In the case of a ship with grappling struts open on an asteroid, it is ionized as a result of attack. How does the next turn resolve? You may pick any maneuver from the dial. When the ship activates, if the ship selected whatever but the two straight, you skip the execute maneuver step, so you skip doing the ion maneuver. Then, Then you turn or stay depending on whatever was selected. Then... Being a robot cannot do focus action, so it's ionized, cannot do calculates. If the selected maneuver is a two straight, then it has to resolve 
the ionized maneuver a one blue straight. In that case, what happens if the ship is still overlapping the asteroid? What happens? Can flipping grappling card twice to avoid suffer asteroid consequences? Answer. Under the ion rules, there is a clarification point that states, ship cannot use abilities that trigger from an ionized ship revealing its dials. The component of the open grappling struts ability that causes the execute maneuver to be skipped depending on the move is triggered by an after you reveal your dial clause. As a result, this ability cannot be used by the ionized ship and the ionized ship would execute an ion maneuver during step two, potentially landing off the rock. It would then follow with the rest of the steps for activating while ionized. All right, next question. Razor Crest and Tracking Fob. OP, how do you solve this interaction? Tracking Fob activates after setup and the Razor Crest only allows me to reveal Tracking Fob as early as the first system phase. Does it activate right away or do I lose the effect? Answer. As tracking foam is limited, it cannot be equipped as the face-down card under Razor Crest. But in this scenario where it could be equipped, the condition is never assigned as the card is not active during setup and thus setup do stuff will never trigger. Wedge, outmaneuver, and range zero. OP. What is the ruling on Red's Wedge's ability and outmaneuver at range zero? Need someone at AMG if it works or not. Tell me why it works or does not work. Answer. While defending at range zero, enemy ships cannot reduce the number of defense dice you roll, cancel your results, or modify your results. Rules reference version 1.4.4 under the attack entry. And the last question that we'll read today, Jamming Bream and friendly locks. OP. I had a dirge with jamming beam and they shot Mace Windu who had a lock on the iron assembler while also being locked by a friendly click. I got two hits through. We jammed off Mace's lock but should we have jammed off clicks as well that Mace was maintaining? I don't think so but wanted to make sure. Answer. No, when a ship becomes jammed, the player whose effect causes the ship to gain the jam token chooses for the ship to either remove one of its green tokens or break one of its locks. The lock from a friendly click is not Mace Windu's lock, but Click's lock. So a little caveat before we get into the lists. Um, I really kind of struggled with which lists do I cover as mid-range lists. Um, my first thought was any list that had three wins and draws and losses. Um, so up two, three, and two, so three, two, and zero, or three, one, and one, or three, zero, and two. Um, but then I thought that was kind of disingenuous to the idea that, um, we try to do in this podcast, which is look at the mid-tier lists that didn't make it in and, uh, try to determine if they didn't make it in due to uh, a list building error or due to variance. So in doing that, I thought it would be better to start with the lists 
that uh, went three and two, but didn't make it into Worlds. So, and that's also much shorter. I would have had to read to read more than sixty lists, and that would have uh, <laughs> it would have made for I don't know quite interesting listening, but but I think it would have been boring for y'all just to hear me read over sixty lists. So um, we're gonna read uh, the twenty or so lists that um, went three and two, but didn't make the final cut to get into Worlds. So. With that being said, we'll start with our first one. The first one not to make it in was Empire List, and we see Sumter Fell with Crackshot, Predator, and Shield Upgrade, Major Vermeil with Ion Limited Overized, Seventh Sister, Captain Hark, and Electronic Baffle, Moff Gideon with Ruthless, False Transponder Codes, Cloaking Device, and Targeting Computer, and Darth Vader with Marksmanship, Hate and Afterburners. So we've got two sixes and two fours in this list. A um, little different, um, but not impossible. Um, I don't. I don't think this is a list building one. These these pieces are solid. Um, I think this is more of a variance in pilot choices. So moving to the next one, we've got uh, First Order List, Commander Malish with Cluster Missiles, Lieutenant Gaelic with Proud Tradition, Tractor Beam, and Electronic Baffle, Scorch and DT with Shield Upgrade, Gideon Hask with Fanatical, Proud Tradition, Biohex Crypt Codes, Pattern Analyzer, Tactical Officer, General Hux, Nightfall with Fanatical, Proton Rockets, and Sensor Scramblers, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. So this one, I think, has the potential to fall into the uh, list-building choice. Um, But it also kind of could be in the variance thing. Um, Typically, when you see this type of efficiency, you see another three-gun ship in that four-point slot for this six-ship FO. Now, Gideon can beef up the other ships, but the other ships don't really need Gideon's beef in the first place. Um, and General Hux is kind of leads to a uh, negative action um, train anyway. Um, so I'm just... Yeah, I, I, think, I think this one... Um, falls kind of right in between list building and and choices. All right, next one is a resistance list. We've got Poe Dameron with Heroic, Trickshot, Chewbacca, Ray, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Falcon, Lulu Lampar with Heroic, Elusive, and Shield Upgrade, Zversio with Heroic, M9G8, and Integrated S-Foils, and 9-Num with Heroic, Pattern Analyzer, R4 Astromech, and Integrated S-Foils. So here we've got um, two T-70s, an A-Wing, and a Falcon. Uh, All solid pieces. Not... I I think the the biggest piece in here is is 9-Num. I think this list would be more effective if 9-Num was split into Finn and BB-8. And 
I know that seems like I'm taking a little bit of firepower away from it, but it also means when um, when that ship goes away, you lose one body versus two, or um, you only lose one body instead of. Um, gosh, why can't I speak? You you know what, you know what I'm what I'm trying to say. You only lose nine num instead of Finn or BB-8. All right, next we see another resistance list, and we see Poe Dameron with Predator, R4 Astromech, Ferrisphere Paint, Proton Torpedoes, Overdrive Thrusters, Integrated S-Foils, Black One Title, Kazuda Ziano with Elusive R6-D8, Shield Upgrade, and Kaz's Fireball, Zay Versio with Marksmanship, R2-D2, Integrated S-Foils, and then uh, Finn with elusive heroic perceptive co-pilot and BB-8 with Han Solo and targeting computer. So this is a little bit more I'm talking about with with the resistance list. That Poe could be uh, the T-70 Poe or it could be Falcon Poe, whichever one you wanted to do, they're the same point cost. But everything else about the list um, kind of um, goes in there um, for that more resistance efficiency that we've seen in top metal lists. So this one I would put more in the um, variance than list building. All right, next we have an Empire list. Um, Moff Gideon with Notorious Cloaking Device. Darth Vader with Marksmanship Hate and Afterburners. Captain Faroff with Seventh Sister. Vizier with Emperor Palpatine. And Iden Versio with Ruthless Ion Cannon and targeting computer. And again, I think this is another one where all the pieces are there um, to to be devastating. Um, running the double reaper is kind of an interesting choice, but um, I, I could see it working. So we'll see. All right, next we have a Republic list. Anakin Skywalker with Extreme Maneuvers, Predator, and R2-D2. Obi-Wan Kenobi with Patience, Ancillary Ion Weapons, and R4-P17. Kickback with Diamond Boron Missiles, Magician Failsafe. Click with R3 Astromech, Precision Ion Engines, and the Esht title. And Contrail with Crackshot, R7-A7, Delayed Fuses, Besh title, and Proton Bombs. I think that's a solid list, um, and yeah, I think that one just comes down to variants. All right, next we have Darth Vader with Marksmanship, Hate, and Afterburners, Backstabber with Crackshop, Discipline, and Afterburners, Mauler Mythil with Predator and Afterburners, Iden Versio with Elusive and Ion Cannon, and Captain Faroff with Seventh Sister. Again, this is this is just a meta staple Um this one I would chalk into the into the variance category. All right. Then we have another resistance list. So Poe Dameron with Trickshot, Heroic, Chewbacca, Ray, False Strength Plunder Codes, Ray's Millennium Falcon, Lulu with Heroic, Predator, and Shield Upgrade, Kazuto with Notorious, R1J5, False Transponder Codes, Targeting Computer, Kaz's Fireball, and then BB-8 and Finn. Um... This one, you know, it's it's resistance efficiency. Um, pretty interesting 
well, not interesting, but a steady staple in the meta. Um, not surprised to see it here. Um, I would track this one down to pilot decision and variance. All right. Next, we've got another Empire list. So Darth Vader with Marksmanship, Hate, Afterburners. Moff Gideon with Ruthless, False Transponder Codes, Cloaking Device, and Targeting Computers. Backstabber with Crackshot, Dip, Discipline, and Afterburners. Mauler Mythal with Predator and Afterburners. And Captain Faroff with Seventh Sister. Um, again, right, this is something we've already covered. So, you know, not, not surprised to see it here. Obviously a variance bit. All right, next we're back to Republic. And we have Obi-Wan Kenobi with Patience, Ancillary Iron Weapons, R4P17, Anakin Skywalker with Compassion, Crackshot, R2-D2, Spare Parts Canister, Contrail with Ion Limited Overdrive, um, Precise Astromech, Ion Bombs, and Besh, Click with R3, Precision Ion Engines, and Esk, and kickback with diamond boron missiles, munitions, failsafe. So a bunch of sock ships in there with Anakin, Skywalker. Uh, just again, this would this would be a variance list. Oh, now here is an interesting one. So here we've got Darth Vader with malice, marksmanship, pattern analyzer, jamming beams. Magpulse Warheads and the TIE Defender Elite title. Second Sister with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Concussion Missiles, Targeting Computer, Sensitive Controls, and three Academy Pilots. Now this one I would actually put... Now, um, this person, whoever it was, um, flew this list incredibly well, but I would actually tack this one up to list building choices. Um... Removing that evade from Vader and not having a coordinating ship in there. Um, sure, you can get the double attack off, but uh, I'm not sure that makes up the difference of making Vader as tanky. So, I don't know. Let me know what you think um, in the Discord if you disagree with me on that particular list. All right, next... Um, now you've noticed I've not been reading any names, but this one in particular I'll read, um, some weird dude named Sailor Jovi, um, who is flying a, uh, Seer Swarm, um, identical to Isophanes, I don't know, maybe, maybe you heard of him, um, but, uh, went three and two, came in 72nd overall, which out of 180 people is dang good. And um, I'm I'm proud of that performance. Even though I would have liked to have made it into Worlds, I was happy to um, to have done as well as I did. All right, moving on, and uh, definitely variance and list decisions in that one. Uh, next, we've got First Order. So we've got. DT and Scorch with Shield Upgrade, Malarus with, with Cluster Missiles, Kylo Ren with Malice and Proton Torpedoes, and Nightfall with Predator, Proton Rockets, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. 
So this one would be another one that I'd say falls into that list building category where you've got a bunch of solid pieces here, but um, trading Kylo Ren, even though he's got proton torpedoes and can be an absolute beast in the end game for two, almost two and a half more um, efficiency ships, I'm not sure is the right call. Um, in this meta now. Now this pilot obviously did a good job flying it, coming in a three and two overall. So um, we shouldn't uh, shouldn't knock what they've done. All right. Next, we've got uh, another CIS squad. So this is General Grievous with Outmaneuver, Impervium, Plating, and Solus One. Count Dooku with Hate, Jamming Beam, Proton Torpedoes, Death Watch Commandos, Munitions Failsafe, Cinematar Title, Dirge with Marksmanship, Proton Cannons, Delayed Fuses, Xanadu Blood, and Proton Bombs, TFS-081 with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, the Grappling Struts, and the Iron Assembler with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, Munitions Failsafe, and Grappling Struts. Now, this is another list that I would say, while flown well, was lost in the list building stage. You've got a bunch of pieces there, but the Death Watch Commandos, like, we're just not seeing them hit that mark. And Count Dooku at I-3 means uh, the chance of him getting um, initiative killed before he's, even with his title and ability, um, is, is still frightening, right? Even... Like, even if he's cloaked, right, and decloaks on the last attack to get his attack off, that's still quite a bit of damage that he's going to eat up. So I'm, I'm just not sure that was, that was the right call. All right. Next, we see more resistance. Poe Dameron with Trickshot, Composure, Novice Technician, Ray, False Transponder Codes, Engine Upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. Kazuto with Notorious, R1J5, Overtune Modulators, Targeting Computer, Kaz's Fireball. Zay Versio with Marksmanship, Heroic, R6D8, and Integrated S-Foils. Finn with Heroic, Elusive, Perceptive, Copilot, And BB-8 with Automated Target Priority and Han Solo. Now for the most part, I'd say this one comes down to variance. There's only one thing in the list that kind of bugs me, and that's Heroic and Elusive on Finn. Uh, I think it's a little redundant. Um... Yeah. Other than that, I'd say it it comes down to uh, variance in pilot decisions. All right, just a few more lists. Now we go into Republic. We have Anakin Skywalker with Extreme Maneuvers, Elusive R2-D2. Sock Obi-Wan, Sock Contrail. Looks like Sock Click and Sock Kickback. Um, seen all really good pieces. Um, again, I would, I would attribute that one to variants. All right. Next we see a scum list. So we see Cad Bane with proton cannons, Xanadu blood and proton bombs. Boba Fett with fearless proton bombs, false transponder codes, Marauder, Ahsoka Tano, veteran tail gunner and Q90 with the Mandalorian, the child, Cloaking Device, and the Razor Crest title. Now, what I would say on this, um, 
is I think this is another list building one. Um, and what I mean by that is um, not running um, cannon with maul um, really kind of hurts the longevity of a three ship scum list. So I as I think I think this was a list building one. Now while flown well, right? I don't think we would have seen it in the in the topper one, the the upper echelons, um, even if variants had gone their way. And maybe this is variants going their way as far as they did. That's kind of a, a tough tough to say. Alright. Next we look at uh, another Republic list. So we've got Sicko with Barrage Rockets, Fives, and Synchronized Console. Jag. Um, this looks like uh, Sock Jag and Sock Wolf. And then Anakin Skywalker with Outmaneuver and R7A7. Um, yeah, that's... I think this is another one that's kind of lost in the list building. You have... Um, Three ships, while they have the potential to hit hard, are all low agility, high health. And I think this meta just eats those things alive. So while this person did well, I think this one was lost in the list building. All right. Next, we have uh, another scum list. Cannon with Maul, Boba Fett with Fearless, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Delayed Fuses, Marauder the Child and Veteran Tail Gunner, and then Dengar with Notorious, Greedo, Contraband Cybernetics, Shield Upgrade, Punishing One, and R5P8. So this one um, I think is is a variance thing. Asterisk, I think it could write ride that line. Um, Dengar can be a nasty piece. Um, but if he doesn't trade up, then um, Probably not the right call. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But with, with Cannon there, I think that really helps keep him alive longer. And honestly, if they're going after Dengar and leaving Boba alone, you kind of want that. So, um, but this Boba lo loadout's a little different than what we've seen. Um, and the child, um, you don't you don't want ships to have locks on Boba. Um, especially free locks they don't have to pay for so that's something that i would i would consider so yeah this one kind of rides that line all right next we see republic again anakin skywalker with extreme maneuvers predator r2d2 sock obi-wan uh contrail with crack shot r7a7 delayed fuses best title and proton bombs sock kickback and sock click so again, all the pieces there. Um, this one's probably variance pilot and pilot decision. They got him there. All right, here's an interesting list. Um, it's CIS. We got Sock Count Dooku with Jango Fett with Jamming Beam, Savage Repress, Proton Bombs, False Transponder Codes, Contraband Cybernetics, Ablative Plating, Slave One, Veteran Tail Gunner, the Iron Assembler with Energy Shell Charges, Independent Calculations, and Grappling Struts, 
and dirge with proton cannons, contraband cybernetics, nanotube blood, and seismic charges. So I, I don't have an issue with any of those pieces. Like, they're all good. They're all... I mean, dirge is built out a little bit differently, but um, I don't think that's necessarily a problem here, being what he's trying to do. The only thing is, if your dirge play is off and you're not lining up those... Um, those bullseyes every other turn, um, you're kind of not doing yourself a favor because um, he's not throwing three dice. So, and you you kind of want that. Um, yeah. All right. Two more lists. Next, we see Resistance again with Poe Dameron with Notorious... Novice Technician, Ray, False Transponder Codes, Injured Upgrade, and Title. Kazudo with Predator, R1J5, False Transponder Codes, Advanced Slam, Targeting Computer, and Fireball, and Title. Zayversio with Marksmanship, R2D2, Integrated S-Foils, and Jamming Beam. And then Finn with Heroic, Elusive, Perceptive Copilot, and BB-8 with Automated Target Priority, and Han Solo. Um, yeah, um, uh, I think all the pieces are there. Casuto's built out a little bit differently. Um, Poe's built out a little bit differently. Um, uh, but I don't think that those are impediments here, just different flying styles. So, um, this one I would, I would chalk to, uh, variants. And then the last one that we'll read... I believe is a listener of the cast um, who's at the bottom of the three two. Um, which congratulations, you know, in the in the top half. Um, that's that's nothing to complain about at all. But they were flying a resistance or a public list. Sorry, Anakin Skywalker without maneuver in R seven A seven. Contrail with Crackshot, R4P17, Besh configuration and proton bombs, Jag, um, looks like Sock Jag, looks like Sock Click, and Sock Kickback. Um, so uh, I think the, the pieces are all there. The only one that, that I question in there is Jag. Um, I3, high health, low agility, um, probably seems easy to uh, to take off the table, especially with all the firepower before he engages at all. Um, that, w- that would just be looking at the list from the outside. Uh, obviously, I don't know how you flew it. Um, but if you disagree with me, uh, please let me know in the Discord. Let's have a conversation about it. So the question then becomes what what pieces of information can we pick up uh, from the LCQ? Now, I know most uh, of the big podcasts are going to be focused on uh, the actual Worlds event, and I will be covering that next week. But um, I wanted to look specifically at the LCQ because these are it was still really... St- really stiff competition um, 
And I think there's some lessons we can learn from the meta overall and um, kind of adapt. Now, we're, well, hold on, before I get into that. Initially, what I'm seeing is not a whole lot of Empire, Resistance, and um, Republic in that 3 and 2 that didn't make it there. Now, as as we discussed, I think some of those um, were there due to list building, but others, I think, were there um, due to... Um, due mainly to variance and pilot decision. Now, I I want to, to stress here that um, pilot decision can play and fatigue and all of that stuff can play a bigger factor in games than variance. Um, as I'm sure we've, we'll see some of these lists repeated in... Um, when we go through the mid-range lists at Worlds. But, anyway, that's that's the idea. Now, where, where are we for the future of the X-Wing meta? Well, I think the first thing to point out is we're kind of in a, uh, a lull. And I don't think um, there's going to be a whole lot of competitive X-Wing over the next month or two, um, I think the I think there will be some smaller events, um, but I don't think there's any big ones coming up. Um, but I really think that I really think that there's going to be a points change imminent, like within the next. Um, I'll, I'll say even as early as three to four weeks, I think there could be a point change for X-Wing um, to kind of kick off the new competitive season. Now, that's just a guess. Uh, I could be wrong. I've been completely wrong before on this podcast. Now, keep in mind on uh, my analysis that I am a mid-range player. Um I, I do my best to try not to be a mid-range player, but I always seem to fall right into there. Um, so, so take what I say with a grain of salt. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate your time. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. I read each one and it lets other listeners know why they should listen to this podcast. Also, Word of mouth goes a long way. If you're enjoying what you hear, tell your friends. For those that are patrons, uh, swag is coming back. I am working on the uh, the finishing touches on a few things, so swag will be coming back in the near future. If that's something that you're interested in, it'll probably be on a quarterly basis. Um, I'm a smaller podcast, less listeners, so... Uh, I don't get bogged down as much with um, shipping, so I'll be able to do that quarterly. Um, gosh, sorry. Brain just totally, totally took a turn that I was not expecting. Okay, uh, patrons. Okay, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question, and this week's question is,
When do you think the next point change will be? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.